Lord, we make that our cry this morning. That's easy to sing. But when you realize the holy God is listening. So, Father, right now, we just want to make that and turn that into a prayer. And you know it's only by His grace that you truly can say, I surrender all. Because you say that in the flesh, you'll fail. But through the grace of God, because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, we dare to say, Lord, my heart's desire is that I will live in a place where I surrender all for you and for your glory in this life lived. May your grace be sufficient for every one of us. That you would enable us to lay down our pride, lay down our own opinions, our own ideologies, our own festering, things that are broken us. Father, right now we choose to lay them down, surrendering all to your goodness, to your grace, to your mercy, to a God who knows us, loves us. And we know at the end of the story that one day we will be face to face with him. And that keeps us pressing on towards that goal. Help us, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning, church. Good morning. Um, I'm carrying on. It's been fitting, really, doesn't it? I remember on Sunday when we were speaking about the men who they are now laying down their lives today. It's not just the past. They're fighting today and laying down their lives and choosing to do that today, that we would remain free. Amen? And we, but how much greater is God said the sacrifice of the perfect Son of God who laid down his life when we were still his enemies? He laid down his life, chose to do that, that you and I could walk in freedom. So, I, 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 well, last time I spoke a couple of weeks ago, I've two weeks, I was speaking at Swindon, um, and they sent a lovely fellowship, had a beautiful morning in Swindon, um, and last week I had the joy of being with my grandchildren. Oh, man, precious, precious grandchildren, I love it. The last time I was here three weeks ago, I spoke on, on freedom. You know, it, it, for freedom, that Christ has set us free. And um, if you didn't listen to that, you need to go listen to that. So today I'm finishing that off and finishing it. But also ramping it up by, by something that God showed me to do. So, so we're just here to worship him on this morning. So uh, did everybody hear that last one on freedom? Yes? Yeah. I love listening. I have caught up with um, Rob speaking on, you know, we're chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. What a truth that was, isn't it? And I camped out on that for a while, trying to get my head around it. You know, and I kind of like, God, oh, before then, you know, I was chosen in Christ. Wow. And uh, I listened to, to uh, John's work from last week about like, two harvests, and you know, the wheat and the tares growing up together, but, but there's going to be a, a separating and two harvests, and I'm like, God, I want to be in that harvest. Because of your grace, because of your love for me, your faithfulness to me, on that end day that I again will be face to face in that end day. Amen. So I'm kind of doing the bit in between. <laughs> you know, this walk that we have to walk on this earth. And, and I'm speaking on grace, and I love God when He drops little things into your day and speaks to you through them. Yeah, I love it. And I was uh, at work in the calf on Friday in the courtyard. 
And this old guy came in, bless him, we've got water of jaws now. You come into Narnia now, and you've got that. And this poor guy must have gone, what's going on? So he's <laughs> and he's chopping back, and he's looking, and, and he sat on this hard bench, and I'm like, no, check, no, anyway, he sat down, and just a coffee, what kind of, no, just a coffee, so he had a coffee, and, and he sat there with his shopping bag on the floor and drank his coffee. And then and I went to ask him, you know, shopping and stuff, and then, and then he just, he well, didn't want to get into conversation, but he's put the hand in his pocket and he said, uh, for my coffee, is this enough? And he just had a handful of change. And it wasn't enough. But the words that came out of my mouth, and I didn't say, sometimes I'll say it's okay. This time the words that came out of my mouth was, that's enough for today. And I just took a hand out, left him a change, and I made the rest up. And God said, that's grace. That's grace. When you don't feel like worshiping, but you come and bring what you have, the grace of God meets you, and His grace is sufficient for you to rise up and bring a beautiful offering to the Lord. When you don't feel like praying, but you just come and honestly say, God, I haven't got great prayers to pray, I just, I'm not in that place, God says, that's okay. Bring me what you've got, I'll make the rest up. That's grace. That's grace. Love it when God just speaks in the simplest of ways. But that is our God, amen. And I am overwhelmed by the grace of God again. And, and uh, I'm going to recap very quickly, and then there isn't a lot to finish off with, but it is that, and I use the analogy um, when I was last here that the, 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 the path of grace is like striding edge on Hell Valley. When I was a kid, we walked up Hell Valley via striding edge. And, um, and in the ice age, these, these quarries had been, been carved out by ice, so there's a huge drop on each side of the striding edge. And I was walking along with a cloud, and then suddenly the cloud just disappeared. Uh, it breaks up when you're up in the, in the hills and the mountains. And, and I just saw this, this drop, and it's like, you stick to the path. <laughs> it's not a white path on striding edge. Um, that picture. And then also, this morning I was thinking that again, and I'm like, you know, when my dad would get an ordnance survey map out, and he would show me the route, still does it now. Two would go here, 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 and I'm like, okay, you know, he loves his ordnance survey map. And then we'd go out, and even though we know where we're going, you have to look for the way markers. We'd stand in many a field, this right, dad, for sure, this is right, for sure, this is right, but you find a little marker or a little signpost buried in the bushes, and we'd look for the way markers to get us to where we're going. And kind of what I'm adding to this morning in this whole walk of freedom is the way markers. How to keep us on that track, amen? amen. Because we want to get there. We'll get there, but we've got to walk it. And we need to know how to stay in that place of freedom as we walk on that path, amen? Yes. So I hope that you will be overwhelmed by grace. The scripture that I had um, on that week was Galatians 5.1, stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Which if you know, I'm not going to go over again, Paul writes to the church in Galatia, which had started off in grace and faith, but it then got into works, yes? And he, he, he writes a striking letter to remind them um, where they have fallen away from grace and gone into works. And I said that, you know, Christ's will for us is clear, is that we enjoy freedom. As his people, he died, that we would enjoy freedom. Amen? That's why he died, that's why he rose, amen, that's why he sent his son. And faith is what? A joyful reliance on what God does for us, not what we can do for God. And we need to keep reminding ourselves of that, amen? It is a joyful, holy reliance on what God has done for us at Calvary, 
not what we can do for God. Amen. So avoid to stand firm. And avoid the two pitfalls and the that work for this thing. You know, grace very much is, is we guard against hyper grace. But as I said last time, the danger is we then don't talk about grace because the thing you should do is like, well, you wear hyper grace. Now, no, we need to understand grace. We need to walk in grace and keep talking about and be overwhelmed and so joyfully talk about the grace of God. Because it is the keeping saving grace of God, isn't it? That continuing enabling grace of God. But there are pitfalls that we very easily fall into that it becomes about works. And it's very easy to do that in the body of Christ. Where suddenly you're working for something. But, uh, so we've got to avoid the works. And remember it's all about what Jesus did. And we avoid license to sin. So well, it doesn't matter how I do it, because I'm covered by grace. It's a lie from the enemy, and it's offensive to the cross of Christ. As his works, because he paid and did everything, and then through him, hallelujah, so we can live a victorious life. So that was kind of my last message. So I want to carry on this morning with the freedom that Christ has set us free, so we need to walk in that freedom. John 8, 31, 32 says this. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples, if... You remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you know truth in the Greek equals reality? Truth is a person whose name is Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus is my reality, is he yours? He's not an abstract. The word of God, when I read truth, it's my reality. I live in that greater reality than I do in what goes on in the world and what's going on around me. Amen? He's our reality. In the walk of this narrow road of grace, as we've heard this morning, you know, we've got to continue to apply the word of God as the final authority in our lives. God's word says it, I believe it. Because it's a living word, it's a God-breathed word, amen? Yes. So I stand on that, rather than I do the opinions of men, or anyone says, oh, this world is heading this way. No, I know where the world's heading, I know my scripture, amen? We've got to stand in this walk, continue to come back to this, what, I'm, what I'm experiencing, what people, does it come back in line with the word of God? That's my final authority, it needs to be yours too, amen? Mm -hmm. So we take that, that, apply the word of God in our lives, and I praise God that we've got good teaching in this place, that we've got that, that firm foundation of the word to come back to, amen? Mm -hmm. To make sure we're on that right track. Secondly, we take responsibility. Only I can walk my walk. Only you can walk your walk. And I will stand before God one day and give account of how I've walked this life. And I won't have the pastor with me to say, oh, well, yes, but I won't have anybody else standing my side to plead my case. I will stand before the Lord. Yeah? It's our responsibility, not the pastor's, not the prayer. It's your responsibility to keep on that narrow path. And yes, we encourage one another. And yes, we speak into one another's lives. Yes, we have the word of so we walk with each other. But I have a responsibility, yeah, mm -hmm. for myself to be in scripture, yeah, and to walk in the light as he is in the light. Yeah. And when I sin, I call it sin. I don't come up with a barrage of excuses. Yeah, but God, you know. Yeah, but no, I sin, Lord. Do you know what? That was not right. I've sinned, amen. That's what walking in the light is, isn't it? Yeah? And the blood of Jesus says what? Cleanses us from all sin. Hallelujah. That's the goodness of God. I don't need to be afraid to confess. I'm like, oh God, thank you that I can 
enough to say, do you know what, I stepped up, God. Forgive me. 1 John 1, 7 says this, but if we're living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sins. Isn't that beautiful? We have fellowship with one another when we walk in the light. So we walk in what? In this walk in repentance and forgiveness. Do you know, repentance isn't something you do just when you say it. It isn't just for that salvation, you know, I repent, I tell you, I follow you, Jesus. Repentance is a part of our walk. And we need to make it again part of our daily walk where you can pray, God, forgive me. Where I have knowingly or unknowingly agreed with that lie, where I have unknowingly or unknowingly strayed from that path and strayed to works. Forgiveness is, repentance is such a tool in our walk, yeah? Kind of gone out of fashion, but it's powerful. It's powerful, Amen. And walking in forgiveness. Because if we don't walk in forgiveness, then we're saying God's grace isn't sufficient. And it is. It's not easy. But His grace is sufficient for us to forgive as Christ forgave us. Yes. God is a just God, isn't He? And He never asks us to do anything that we can't do. He won't. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can't do that, God. But I know that through your strength, I can. And it's only when we confess, I can't do it, I can't do this, and God says, that's okay, me and you can. My grace is sufficient. Because to say it isn't is pride. You're saying that God's not big enough, that the cross wasn't sufficient enough. And it is, and it was, it's finished. Amen? Amen. The enemy's coming in, what does the scripture say? You know, we want to but the enemy's got. James 4 7, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will free you, okay? And I'll walk with the Lord in this journey of grace. We've got to learn to submit to God, all to Jesus, I surrender. We submit to God. Even if our life's not going the way we planned it, I submit to God. Your will is not my will, God. Amen. That's a daily, that's a regular thing. If it's going pear-shaped, God, I submit to your will, God. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whether God turns up in the fire or not, I know he's God. And I'll worship him. Part of our daily walk, and it keeps us on that path. We continue to walk on that path of freedom by believing. That's why we do communion regularly, that we come back and remember and we actually believe that, that the sacrifice was enough, yeah? yeah? We come regularly, 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 yeah? For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sins so that we could be made what? Right through God, with God, through Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. We believe it. Not just here, but we believe it. We believe it. Amen. It is finished. And we do well to confess. For we confess with our mouth. We come into agreement with. We agree with it. There's something powerful about speaking out what you believe. Speaking out who you are. Speaking out I was chosen before the foundation of the world in Christ. When somebody tells you you're nothing. Speaking out it gives power and it brings agreement with the truth of God's word. Amen. It's powerful. Confess it. So we receive the grace of God. By grace you've been saved, amen, we've said it many times, through faith, it's not of yourselves, the gift of God, 
not of works, that anyone should boast. Hallelujah, we are saved by grace through faith. And we continue to walk in the empowering, divine, enabling grace of God, which is freely available for you and for me as children of God. Amen? Amen. Say it again. Not grace to live in sin, but grace to live free from sin. But if we sin, there's forgiveness there if we repent. Amen? Amen. That's the glory of the gospel. Amen? So we're free to what? To serve the purposes of God. We're free to say, God, I surrender my life to you. Whatever it looks like. We're free to serve the people of God, to serve one another. Not because we have to. Not because of there's a road to a mountain to sign up for it. But because we overflow. Because we're so full of the grace of God, the love of God, knowing that I'm chosen, knowing that I'm called, that it's an overflow to serve the body, to serve our brothers and sisters. It's a joy. Not work. If it's works, it's because if you do something to be recognized or you do something, that becomes about filling something inside of you. But actually, you want to be full of Christ and Jesus and satisfied in Him because we know the truth of who we are and who He is. Amen? So then it's just free to give, to serve, to bless. It's a joy. God is looking for hearts wants to get us to that place where we are fully trusting in God's grace that then leads us to just live lives of love. Of love. Those in here and those outside. Amen? Mm-hmm. It's evidence, really, of, of faith in your life, of walking with the Lord. Loving one another. Amen. Forgiving one another. Amen. Giving one another without wanting anything back, amen? So we walk in freedom by walking in the Spirit, as we said last time, by staying full of the Holy Spirit, being obediently sensitive to his prompting, like in the cafe yesterday. It wasn't like I stopped and prayed and prayed. It's just what came out of my mouth. And then I was like, oh my goodness, that's beautiful, Lord. Didn't need a worship service and a thing or give me a prophecy work. It was just people where the Holy Spirit's with you constantly. staying sensitive to that Holy Spirit, His prompting, and His presence. And the flesh will rise up. The flesh does raise it up your head. I love that one who says that the enemy, when we were crucified with Christ, he's mortally wounded. But he likes to rattle now and again. He knows the end and he still likes to make a fuss now and again. And I learned very early in my own days to recognize the flesh isn't this, the flesh is our carnal nature, the flesh is that selfishness that rises up. And we recognize it, we learn to recognize that, and it's immediately, would you shut up? I recognize that as the flesh, a walking spirit. Mm-hmm. Oh, grow up in this stuff. Recognize what's of the flesh and cut it off. Don't let it take root, don't take it, let it get a hold up here. And when you recognize what it is, know you're mortally wounded, shut up. Child of God, look at the Spirit of God, and I walk in the Spirit of God, amen. And we worship. Worship is, is not a Sunday morning, worship is 24 7, amen. Worship is a lifestyle as we walk this road. We worship Him in what? In spirit and, and in truth. And we stand in, in just grace of God and mercy of God, welcomed into the throne room because of Jesus. What a privilege, people. Yes. And we can do that just as much when you're at work, 
as you can on a Sunday morning. You can step into his presence anytime. You don't need half an hour sermon in a worship setting. You can just step in. Oh, his grace? Come on. Come on. In that place, where only God says we've been transformed by the Spirit of God to be like him. 2 Corinthians 3, 16 to 18. We need to see you, I love it. it. says this. In fact, let's read all of this. the word of God in The glory of the new covenant. But if the ministry of death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. For, what, what, for if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Unlike Moses, he put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies in their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah! Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. On this walk, on this journey, as you do your part, follow those way markers, do what the Lord you know is, is what you do as a child of God, rejoicing, then you will go from glory to glory. And we become ever more increasingly Christ-like on that walk. Is that not what we want? That the people outside will see the Christ-likeness in you and in me because of his grace, because of his mercy, because of his faithfulness, because of his promises, the word of God, because of his faithfulness towards us. Hallelujah!
and I saw the lectern being taken to sight and the cross put in the middle. And he said, Jude, you walk this walk by clinging to Jesus. That's the contrary. Is he your treasure? Is he everything? We cling to Jesus, not to the cross you know, signifies a risen Christ. But the question is, we cling to Jesus every day. We stay so close to him. We walk in such intimacy, ever increasing intimacy to him, through our prayer times, through our worship, through walking with him day by day, through not letting the busyness crowd out that time alone with him. And as I watch this, I, 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 this picture, I'm like, God, what's, what's on your heart? And I have the word, there's a word that I love called Barak. Barak. And he said, I want my people to Barak me. And Barak is kneeling before God in humble submission. In true humility that says, God, I can't do this. I'm clinging to the one who I know is all sufficient if I just trust you. Trust in your word. Trust in you, my precious Jesus. Then I'm going to get to heaven. And I love that well done, good faithful servant. And when you're in that place, you won't want the applause of men. You won't want to have to need someone to say, oh, well done, well. You don't need any of that stuff because you're so longing to hear the applause of heaven and that, that well done and get the rewards due to you for this walk, walk, amen? amen? Hallelujah, he knew us before we were born. Hallelujah, we know where we're going. But hallelujah also that his grace is sufficient for every day and tomorrow our service and
And that place where we dare to say, God, not my will, but yours be done. <coughs> so Brian, would you, uh, I'll come say that. Would you pray amazing grace? And I'm inviting you. Just get on your knees before the cross. If you are where you are. If you can't do that, it's the position of your heart. But this morning, I think it is that you know, I surrender. And be overwhelmed and share together. By the divine, enabling grace of God, which is sufficient. All sufficient one. Amen. Hey. 
dissolve like snow the sun forbear to shine but God who calls 